Welcome back to episode 83 of the Parkrun Adventurers, where 50% of the show is being done on location. Welcome, Mel. Thanks, Scotty. And 100% of the show is being done in Queensland this week. <laughs> well, that you might have jumped the gun there. I'm actually not sure where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the one on location. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting outside. It's warm. So I know I'm not in Melbourne. Uh, I'm not wearing a shirt. So that's another clue that I'm not in Melbourne. But we're <laughs> right on the border. So we're near Tweed Heads and we're inland a bit. So I think, I think I'm in Queensland, but I, I could be wrong. But anyway, can you hear the birds in the background? And I've got some cows across the road from me. I can hear the nature. There's all sorts of nature going on. So we're out in nature this week. And it's good. I, I don't recognise this thing in the sky. Uh, is it the thing that's controlling the temperature? Oh, my God. Making the temperature awesome? <laughs> i tell you what, we're up here to get, a, to get a taste of what life would be like if we moved up here. And we're, we're definitely getting a taste of what it would be like in summer. It's hot. Are we in a heat wave up here? You're getting a taste of what it would be like in spring. Summer is a whole other level. Okay, because it's really hot. And it was really hot on Saturday when we went to park run. I parked run at Sandgate, which I know you have just park run at recently. I have. And so Sandgate was the winner of your – you weren't sure where you were going to head last week in last week's episode. So you got to Sandgate. What did you think of the course? Wowee. They'd, I mean, they're showing off a bit, really. The uh, <laughs> Overachieving much? I think so. Like – I mean, the course is gorgeous, and the fact that the turnaround point is on a pier is really up there in, in parkrun highlights for me. It was flat. The weather was beautiful. Dean and Vanessa just put on a, a top-class event. You can, you can see why. You know, they get 400 people coming back every week because that is just a great parkrun event, and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. I, I thoroughly enjoyed because the, the ribs are a bit sore still, Mel. Are you still clinging to this injury, I, I say with inverted commas? I, I, I'm struggling. I, I still am struggling and it's really disappointing. Um, but I, I looked forward to the flat, easy run at Sandgate that I had on Saturday. And I ran with Little Kasha. We didn't get a PB because it was too bloody hot. But otherwise, it was a great, great morning. I thought you were going to say it was too beautiful and you had to keep looking around and it was slowing you down. No. I mean, it was. It was that, but it was just hot and that, that slowed us hot. down. Yeah. Well, there's more where that came from. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And one thing, so I'm up here and I'm looking out for some freedom runs. We're still on the streak, so we're going to do some freedom streaks this whole week while we're up here. But one thing I have noticed is that I've got my perspective. I've got my geographic geographic perspective in relation to park runs. So we're driving around the suburbs of Brisbane and we, we drive near Petrie and now I've got an understanding of where Petrie is and of course we, we went up to Redcliffe and then when we drove down the coast we went through Coomera and Logan City so I knew Logan River was by and I saw a sign to Cleveland. So all my references are park run related in real life. It's a nice way to map out South East Queensland isn't it? Yeah and they're everywhere. This park runs everywhere up here. It's great. <laughs> Spoilt for choice, that's for sure. Have you got any idea where you might freedom run then? 
Not yet. Not yet. There's still a whole few more days to, to sort that out. But what we did do is we stayed near a place called Zilmere, which is a suburb of Brisbane. It is. And I'm not sure. I know, I know there might be some whispers of a, a park run in Zilmere, but never heard of a suburb starting with a Z in a big city town. So this, this could happen. This Z park run could happen. It would be a big draw card for the adventurers who are on the alphabet yeah. um, adventure. So that's me. What about you? How was Park Run World for you this week? Ah, Park Run World was uh, solo and unassisted for me on the weekend. No, I shouldn't say unassisted um, because I did have volunteers helping me out. So it was assisted. But I, I left the hubby and the small person at home in bed asleep after a bit of a rough night and uh, ventured out on my own and had a really amazing morning. It was just one of those days where you are so grateful and happy in the moment for Parkrun. You know, everything was just fantastic. Everyone was happy. The event went smoothly. I was run directing. I didn't have any glitches. You know, I've got a full set of tokens again. So nobody had to be written down because we had a dodgy finish position token for them. It was just magic. Did everybody present their barcodes this week? Did you have any trouble with that? Oh, no, we still had a whole bunch of unknowns, but, uh, that, you know, that's fine as long as they don't expect us to write them down, which they didn't, which is which is wonderful. So we didn't have to explain to anyone that we couldn't write them down. Did you remember to bring your barcodes? We did. Always on tour. So my barcode lives on me. I've got the wristband that never comes off. And we had a scare a couple of weeks ago where Kasha couldn't find hers. I, I like how you call it a scare. <laughs> <laughs> People it have is. health scares. In the parkrun world, we have barcode scares. <laughs> well, it is a scare for us. It is a scare for us because Kush is on 98 parkruns. So this weekend, Ooh. she's going to crack 99. And then wow. next week, it's going to be a big celebration. So we're very, we're very aware that uh, Kasha needs to have her barcode with her at all times. Because I think she has missed a few. So she's actually done more than 100 parkruns. But there, there have been some times where she hasn't brought her barcode. And you don't want to be the worst parents in the world, especially not when you're out having adventures at events, which will be difficult for you to get back to in the future. Mm. So we all climbed up on the most events table. Have you checked in on that lately? I know I checked in on it on Saturday night. <coughs> no, I haven't looked at it this weekend. What What would I see if I managed to, to pop in and have a look at it? A beautiful sight. <laughs> As I'm one clear. <laughs> You're not that far ahead of me yet, young man. No, no, but I'll go too clear this week and then you'll just be chasing me for the rest of the year, which is how it should be. For the rest of the year, you think? You, you've got enough adventures to stay uh, at least two ahead of me, do you? I think so. I've got a couple more planned. Oh, okay. Hmm. Challenge accepted. I, I, I don't do chasing very well. I much prefer to be in front, so... You won't be there for long. Time to take a visit to Tamworth. Now, I must admit, all I know about Tamworth is country music, and they've got a park run there. So we've got Jeff Bartlett joining us on the Parkrun Adventurers today to tell us all about the Parkrun. Welcome, Jeff. 
Welcome, Scott. Welcome, welcome, Mel. Can can you tell us about country music as well? I can do that too. <laughs> Is it a prerequisite um, for everybody who lives in Tamworth to like country music? You'd be surprised how many people leave town during the country music festival <laughs> in January. <laughs> Um, it's um, it's a, a it is a big event. It's a major event for Tamworth um, um, in regards to attracting tourists to the town uh, during January, and and we like to call ourselves the country music capital of Australia, which has been fairly well recognised. So yeah, it's um, it's one of the the icons of Tamworth is the country music. Jeff, I came out to visit you guys uh, last year when it was a little bit cool. It wasn't country music festival time. I'm, I'm not one of those sorts of people. But I was on a road trip headed south to Victoria and I got to swing by Tamworth on the way. For those who haven't been to visit your course, can you give us a brief description? Yeah, certainly, Mel. Um, it's a, a very simple out-and-back course. Um, we start sort of at the eastern end of the CBD of Tamworth, um, uh, alongside the river, the Pearl River, which is the river that runs through town. It splits the town in uh, in half and splits the town in half when it floods, well and truly. Um, it's uh, two and a half k's running along a uh, cement path alongside the Pearl River. Quite picturesque. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of parkrun tourists that have come to visit us in Tamworth say it's a good course and it's a fast course and they enjoy it. It's got the scenery of the river running down through the parks of Tamworth and um, it's a, it's a quite a, a, a not an easy. It's got a couple of little inclines in it that make it make it a little bit honest. But the, they they like the course. So they think it's quite a good course. How how long has Tamworth been up and running for? We um, we've it was our third anniversary on the weekend. So we've been here for three years, um, and we're as we've been um, telling our our park runners recently, uh, we have not missed a weekend so far. Touch wood, touching one's head. Um, we we haven't had any problems with not having enough volunteers, um, and our other major problem is when the river floods. We do have that as part of our part of our um, course um, safety um, requirements. That uh, if the river is is forecasted to be either in flood or there's a forecast of a possible flood, we we do have to cancel during that that uh, circumstance. But at this stage, uh, we haven't had to do that. So we've had three years of continuous going. Each, each Saturday. Knock on wood, as you say. We don't want to put the mockers on it. Yes, um, and we don't have an alternate course, really, and we're, we're trying to work out how we're going to get around having a flood um, because most of our courses would probably actually go on to the other side of the river, and that's the big problem. But anyway, we'll get there. How did you get involved with Parkrun, Jeff? You're not the founding event director there. No, um, we we started our park run on the first of November um, um, back in two thousand and fourteen, and that was that was only what probably maybe six weeks, uh, six to eight weeks after it actually started in Tamworth. My wife had um, had had heard from a few people that had heard about it and said, "Oh, this is a good thing to get down to." Um, and we were both sort of um, keen to sort of pick up our fitness regime. Um, and, of course, the, 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 the wonders of the park run being a free event, timed event, um, all the, the only cost to you to become a park runner is the, the money it costs to print off your athlete's um, registration, your barcode. Uh, and so we thought we'd come down and uh, give it a try. 
Now, my wife keeps telling everybody when we're talking about Park Run that, um, and I don't recall saying this, but um, I was supposed to have said, oh, I thought it was just a once only thing. What, every Saturday? That's what she says I said. I don't know. I can't remember, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing you also love doing, Jeff, is you love traveling and being an adventurer. And you had an epic adventure over to the US early in the year. You visited every park run that that country has to offer. Tell us about that adventure. Yes, um, we uh, in our stages of our working careers, we both decided it was time to have a bit of long service leave, uh, something that the Americans are absolutely fascinated about. How can you come over here and have all this leave? And you tell them about long service leave. Wow. Because they're lucky if they get two or three weeks of leave. Anyway, yeah, so we decided we were going over to America for 11 weeks. And, of course, both being keen park runners um, at that stage, uh, we said, well, we're going to have to try and plan our trip around things that we want to do, obviously, and visiting all the um, park run events in uh, the U.S. And at that stage, there were uh, nine. And so uh, the Good Wife Tourist Planner um, worked out our route that we would visit um, every park run in America. Obviously, um, we couldn't uh, work out to be at every park run uh, for a Saturday, so some of those visits had to be a freedom run, but um, uh, as anybody can do anywhere around the world, if you're on the park run course and you log a time and you actually do the run on the course, you log it as a freedom run. So that's what we did incorporating in our trip. And have you got a couple of highlights in amongst the nine events that they've got? I'll just quickly go through. Um, we, we started at Fletcher's Cove, which is in D.C., uh, Washington, D.C., and we also went to Roosevelt Island, Washington, um, College Park, Maryland, Durham in North Carolina, Clermont Waters, uh, Fronton, Florida, Livonia, uh, which is um, uh, the first park run event that was set up over there, and a bit more about that later on, Mansfield, Ohio, Heritage Harbour in Ottawa, Illinois. Uh, that was an interesting um, course. And, of course, one that a lot of people, a lot of Australians know, Chrissy Fields in uh, San Francisco. Um, Fletcher's Cove uh, in Washington, D.C. We um, went with uh, four friends that we were staying with over there, one of which had been a park runner and been uh, that was their home park run. Uh, that's a, that was an interesting um, course. That actually runs alongside the Chesapeake, Ohio Canal towpath. Now, these canal systems they set up in the U.S. years and years ago were one of the major way of transporting goods around the country way back in the early, early days. And uh, obviously, to use a canal inland, they had to have something to either motor or move the barges along, and they had a towpath built along the side. And that is where the Park Run um, course runs along the side of the, on the towpath that runs along the side of the canal. And that canal actually goes from Washington very nearly up, right up to the Great Lakes, uh, up, up north near Canada. It's just quite a major uh, piece of real estate there. Roosevelt Island, Washington, that is a fascinating place, absolutely fascinating. It's an island in the middle of Washington in the, uh, in the river, and it's quite a large thing. It's a national, national park. Um, obviously, uh, it was founded by Teddy Roosevelt, one of their presidents, as a place that... Um, that he liked to go to to just escape the the, the working uh, styles of uh, Washington and being the president of the United States, and it's a fascinating place. You could get into the island, and you look around, saying, 
I could be anywhere in the world, not in Washington, D.C. Funny, though, um, the course, obviously, or the island has lots of trails. This is a national park. The course is marked, uh, is um, signposted at the beginning that shows you roughly where the course goes, and it's obviously it's the same on the course page. But I think I ended up doing about an eight and a half k um, park run at uh, Roosevelt Island because you'd come to one trail and say, "Man, do I go left or right here?" Well, I'll try left, and then you work out, "No, maybe I should have gone right." And that was that was a bit that was funny, but it was it was a good experience at uh, Roosevelt Island in Washington. Uh, College Park, and um, that was a fairly um, in Maryland. That was a fairly basic um, course. It was just along Ashfield and um, parks uh, through some of the woodlands. That was quite a, an enjoyable um, experience at College Park, Durham, North Carolina. We were there in Mother's Day in America, in the U.S. Uh, usually was a, an out and back um, course, um, uh, but. Their, uh, hey, the local council were doing some works on some of their paths. Their alternate course was a three-loop course. And the, the um, Durham Park people hate when they do the three-loop course because part of that is quite a steep little hill that you have to do three times. Um, but that was a good challenging course. Uh, Clermont Waters down in Florida. Uh, that was on the, uh, alongside the Lake Manola uh, on an Ashfield path. They actually just, um, we were actually run on the original course for their last time because they had worked out a better course that they could use um, without having problems with having to close down with other events. And we actually ran on that course on the uh, on their last running of it. Now, um, the very funny, um, one of the highlights of the park run that we were there was at Livonia, which is in, near Detroit, Michigan. We were very fortunate. That is the um, first parkrun event that started in the USA, and we visited there on their fifth birthday. It was Parkrun USA's fifth birthday, and we were at Livonia. Um, of course, during this whole trip, we, um, we were um, in contact with the uh, various parkrun uh, Facebook sites and letting them know that we were on their way and things like that. So we had the number of people there that knew that we were coming, and they were very excited that they had visitors from Australia. It was a very big, uh, Livonia, it's a fairly big sporting complex and the, the park run course basically runs around the outside of it um, on some paths and on some grass and things like that. Um, and they were all very excited being the fifth birthday and uh, we on, we're not our way. But as you're going along, they've got the choice of actually going off the trails and onto a, um, onto a woodland type trail if the park runner wants to do it. Apparently it's a weekly choice if you can either go this way or that way. When I got up to the first the one of these uh, choices, I'm sort of going, which way do I go? Which way do I go? All of a sudden behind me, there was an Australian voice, go right, go right. So it's okay. So I turned right and uh, continued on the way. And up alongside me come a lovely lady called Tanya Carson. She lives over there. She's been living there for quite some years. She's married and now living in the States. And she was from Queensland. And we were just chatting away. And she said, um, when you go on the alternate courses, they are really woodland trails. And you're going over trees and, and things like that. And it's far easier, she said, to, to take the right-hand side and you know, go around in the course. That was a fascinating run. I ran with Tanya the whole way. We chatted about what was happening at Livonia and Park One in the US. 
and also uh, the um, what was happening in Australia. And that's just one of the people that we met, just out of the blue, that, that came up and introduced themselves. So that was good at Livonia uh, in, in Michigan. Mansfield, Ohio was a freedom run. That was the one we, one of the runs we had to. Um, well, we actually were going to run that on the Saturday, but they had a charity um, run on that Saturday in their town, which was going to use part of their course. And the people organising the charity event approached the park run event team and said, "Look, um, we know you're here every Saturday. Would you mind if you cancelled your event, um, um, as we don't want to try to clash?" And of course, the Mansfield people were quite happy to do that, as most of the park runners would probably be doing the charity run anyway. Um, so, Jan, my my wife, uh, had planned our our park runs in the US. That so when she got back to Australia, she was going to do the 99th at Chrissyfield, and when she got back home to Tamworth the week after, it was going to be a hundredth. That did throw a spanner in the works because we lost one of our Saturday park runs. However, that wasn't a problem. The great thing that happened there is that um, we contacted, we were contacted by the event director, um, Karen Crane, uh, who said, give us an idea of what time you're going to be there and we'll come down and, walk and run the course with you. And we uh, organised the time at what time we were going to be there and, and uh, Karen and her husband Stephen turned up. Karen had just recently broken her collarbone, so she wasn't into running but she did um, a walk with Jan, and uh, Steve ran the course with me. Now, here's another Australian connection. Steve's been over there for 43 years. He's from Brisbane, and we had a marvellous chat about um, what was happening in America, our trip, park run event there, um, and as you're saying, oh, look out, watch out, and then suddenly a deer just trundled across the path in front of us and uh, things like that, and pointing out poison ivy, so oh, careful these things, you know, they're all over the place. Um, and at the end of the, the park run, they said, oh, what are you doing now? And I said, we said, oh, we're probably just going to tea. He said, well, come on, let's go and have a drink and we'll have dinner. And these two lovely people took us to one of their uh, fine eateries in, in um, Mansfield, and we had tea and we had a, a lovely few hours there just talking with these people we only met that afternoon. Such is the marvellous things about the Parkrun family. You can go anywhere in the world and you're welcomed like you're a relative. Um, the next uh, stop we, we had was at Heritage Harbour in Ottawa, Illinois. Now you think, hmm, a harbour. Well, that's what I thought when we, we had that look at this course. They've actually made a harbour or a very large boating marina off one of the rivers there in um, Ottawa, Illinois, and they call it a harbour. The park run course actually ran around a loop course around this um, marina for three times, and it only started the week after we did our freedom run there. Uh, so it was a brand new course. Um, the formation of the course at there uh, was basically predominantly gravel and uh, cement pass. But some of the gravel was actually um, hadn't been settled yet. It was it was quite loose, and that was a little bit challenging. But we we did the freedom course, and it was just fascinating running around this inland harbour, the American calls the harbour, and it had lots of fairly big boats on it, um, parked in the middle, a long way away from the ocean. Of course, then our our last um, 
our last parkrun stop was the famous Chrissy Fields at San Francisco. Um, again, we'd been in contact with those people, and they welcomed us with open arms, as they do. They they do not have a park run in Chrissy Field without having some international visitors uh, every week. We were lucky, though, when we got to San Francisco, as we were told, because you actually could see the bridge that day and the harbour and uh, Alcatraz Island and all those things. Um, I don't know if uh, a lot of people that may have been to San Francisco, it's a city that is very, very susceptible to having weather events at any time of the day very quickly. They get a lot of fogs and misty weather that can come in just you know in, in a matter of 10 minutes. But uh, our visit to Chrissy Field uh, was was unlike that. It was, uh, wasn't that case. We had a beautiful sunny day there and we could see all the views of the harbour. And they said, That's, uh, this is exceptional for San Francisco to have such a beautiful day. Um, Chrissy Field, of course, is down uh, right near the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and it's on the old US Army Airfield, which is part of the Presidio uh, Army Base. And I believe that was um, Amelia Earhart used that, uh, that airfield uh, as one of the uh, points of call taking off. So it was a fairly famous little spot in, um, in uh, San Francisco. But that concluded our our nine visits, the nine known park run um, sites. That, and when we started, they had obviously got um, new uh, park run events set up there at uh, Egan Park, um, Deep Run in Richmond, and uh, Leakin Park in Baltimore, uh, Mobley in Missouri, and Renton Park uh, up near Seattle. So the, the, the great thing about travelling in the US was the friends we made um, the interaction between ourselves as being um, part of event teams and event directors and the other teams over there, and they were they were like sponges with water. They couldn't get enough information out of you about how you ran this, what was your idea on that, what are the good things. You know, um, it was really it was really a very enjoyable um, time. And as as Scott said, um, we did we we held briefly. The record for being the, um, the the people that had visited every or been to every park run in America, um, park run tourism hasn't really taken off. Well, it has now, <laughs> I believe, in America. Uh, a lot of people are starting to think about, you know, planning their trips around their park run fix, um, and and so park run tourism is starting to take off. But uh, I believe probably some people have visited more park run events now and that's only sort of three or four months but it's really really starting to take off over there and and uh, once Americans get grasped the the, 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 the wonders of the park run and it's a free event every Saturday you can do it all over the places if there's a park run event it will just take off like nobody's business that's um, basically about our US trip Scott and uh, Mel Jeff, it sounds like you had an incredible time. It's so nice to hear that the parkrun hospitality is alive and well all over the world. Oh, Mel, it, look, that is one of the probably one of the the, the, the standout things um, having been over in Australia and visiting the number of parkrun events here when we've been travelling around and always making sure that we're near a parkrun if we're away on a, for a Saturday, is that that parkrun family really is all over the world and. They're so friendly over there um, with the park runners. They, you know, we, we probably could have visited a number of places. You know, people would invite you to come and have a dinner or something like that. And and that that is what is one of the main things I think about park run is that it's just one big worldwide family. 
with a common goal and a common pursuit on Saturday, it's Park Run Day. And and uh, it, it was just mind-blowing, Mill and uh, Scott, it really was. Couldn't agree with you more about the hospitality. Thank you for joining us this week, Jeff, and regaling us with your adventures overseas. You've definitely got us a bit excited about heading over to America sometime and, and knocking off some US events. Yeah, look, if I can if I can recommend to anybody that's travelling overseas, um, obviously you, there's a reason, uh, I suppose there might be some really parkrun tourists that are just going to go over for a parkrun, but if you're going overseas um, and you're going to various towns, and just check to see where if there's a parkrun there and, 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 and don't forget your athlete's barcode. Um, because you just meet amazing people and you're welcomed like a long-lost relative that's it's, it's come home. It really is a great thing, Mel, and uh, it's fun. We thought it was time to get a new semi-regular guest on the show, somebody that you haven't met before, but somebody who will be well-equipped to help answer some questions our listeners have. She is the proprietor and managing director and all sorts of creative wonderfulness at Kelly Hodges Health. She does nutrition courses for Vast Fitness Academy, uh, works with Caveman Kitchen and is also a locum dietitian at Sunshine Coast University Hospital. She is a run director for Kiwana Park Run and her name is Kelly Hodges. Kelly, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Oh, lovely. Thanks so much for having me, Mel. Now, we're very excited about having somebody who knows a lot about health and nutrition on the show. We, we've had a celebrity chef guest appearance in the past, but it'll be great to have you regularly here and around to answer some questions our listeners have, Kelly. Can you just start by giving us a little bit of a background of your parkrun story, how you got involved with parkrun? Yeah, absolutely. So for parkrun, parkrun started for me in 2012 in my final year of nutrition and dietetics, so final year of university. And it kind of started when a friend mentioned to me that she was looking at starting a parkrun in Sunshine Coast, but then she actually got work away. And so she said to me, oh, you know, why don't you start it? So I thought, oh, why not? Like I'm based on the Sunshine Coast and I love running and I love volunteering and just helping out and just being part of the community. So I was very quick to sign up for um, Kiwana Park Run and um, work with Tim Iberg to get that all up and running. And I've just kind of been in Parkrun ever since and um, yeah, I was there as a um, event director for maybe the first year or so and then because I was living in Brisbane, I decided to step down and um, the wonderful Mel Erbacher took over and um, yeah, but I've always just been part of Parkrun. If I'm not helping out with volunteering, then I'm trying to run it and trying to get my whole family on board and all my friends on board. So yeah, Parkrun for me has been a big part of my life for about, I don't know, five years now. Your commitment to Parkrun in the early days, Kelly, was pretty intense because you were living in Brisbane but still commuting up to Kiwana to put the event on every week. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I was actually because when I started Parkrun, I was living in Sunshine Coast 
And then it was only the following year that I moved to Brisbane. And so I, I did, I love parkrun and I didn't want to stop running it. And so therefore I, yeah, very happily just drove to and from Brisbane each Saturday to make sure that everything was going smoothly. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a commitment, but I loved it. So it was all right. You've had the opportunity to travel around a bit, especially now that, um, well, you're back on the Sunshine Coast, lucky for me personally and the Sunshine Coast parkrun community, but you've also had some time in Brisbane and overseas and were able to get to some parkruns over there. Can you tell us about some of the places that you've been, different parkrun events that you've done? Yeah, oh, um, absolutely. So with parkrun, definitely um, when I was living in Brisbane, once I had stopped coming to Kiwana as frequently, Rocks Riverside became more of my home parkrun for a while. But then I got to go traveling and I traveled um, all through the UK and I got to do all sorts of parkruns there. And in Ireland, I did parkruns. And I guess just running in the UK and in those places where it's always raining, it's so beautiful and green and so with parkrun wherever you run it's just so absolutely incredible and I'm really trying to rack my brain right now to remember my favorite parkrun but it had such a funny name it's like Longadridge ah oh, I'll have to I'll have to get back in touch and tell you my favorite one um but yeah no running in the UK was absolutely amazing just so so beautiful now Kelly we're going to get you on to give us some advice around food, diet, and all that sort of stuff. Mel and I have tried to give it over the past year or so, and I don't think we're the best experts in the area. So let's start with the basics. And I've got a question. I try to fuel myself with sweets, with donuts. I've got a bit of a sweet tooth. Am I doing the right thing? Um, with sweets, with donuts, that's a very interesting question. So I guess what the research has shown us, um, I guess, further back is that the whole carb loading thing for running. So when you're running, you're burning carbohydrates. And so all your sweets and your donuts, they are all um, a form of carbohydrates broken down into sugars and go straight into your bloodstream, which your body can use immediately for something like running. And so carb loading definitely for things like longer distance running has um, always been known to be very, very beneficial. I guess what people sometimes do and what they sometimes don't need to do is when it's running something like park run a five kilometer event where your body's not put under an endurance um, sort of setting so your body already will have enough um, glucose in your bloodstream to run without you needing to carb load before a shorter event so something like a donut um for a run such as park run, it wouldn't be needed. But I guess as you're getting into your longer run, so something like a half marathon or a marathon where you are using all of your fuels and you're needing to replace them, then by all means, a donor can absolutely help with that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm doing it the wrong way around as well because I'm eating the donut after the run. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. I'd say that's the wrong way around. <laughs> okay, so that's one good tip. What about what about all these people that have gone no carb, low carb? There's lots of them in parkrun. I've I've met a few in the past twelve months, and they're going completely the opposite direction. Are they doing the right thing? 
Well, that's a very, very interesting and can be a very heated um, sort of topic because it is kind of really new to the whole dietitian world. And so with low carb, um, so it's generally low carb, high fat. And what they're generally doing there is when you remove the carbohydrates, you're removing that glucose supply from your body. And therefore, instead of burning sugars for you to do your run, you then have to burn fats. And so fats are broken into ketones, but then you're pretty much running on ketones. And so what the research is is actually starting to come out and show us is that your body, it can run on much lower carbohydrate intake than what we currently have. And so following a low-carb, high-fat diet, um, to my knowledge, um, having a look at the research and actually what I do personally, it has no ill effects. I guess where the ill effects come in is when people go no carbohydrates and so they eliminate absolutely all carbohydrates. They give their body no sugar whatsoever and then they're running purely on fat and protein. And so I guess it's just when people take it to the extreme and um, get rid of certain food groups out of their diet where it then becomes an issue. But if they're simply just decreasing their intake of standard carbohydrates, but they've still got a little bit in their diet and they've got the high fat because fats have been um, previously linked to things like heart disease and um, high cholesterol and that sort of stuff, but that has all been proven wrong now. So if they are following a high fat diet, that's fine. If they're following a low fat, uh, sorry, a low carb diet, that's fine. The issue is when they eliminate food groups and they go no carbohydrates whatsoever. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. I think, um, so what you're saying is like, eating only cabbage, that's possibly not good? <laughs> no. So, yeah, so it, I guess it's just when you eliminate um, certain food groups. So let's say, for example, that they eliminate all of your starchy vegetables. So you're eliminating all your potatoes, sweet potatoes, um, corn, all those starchy veggies. What that does is you're also increasing your risk of missing out on certain nutrients. And so... What we, I don't mind by all means seeing people decrease carbohydrate intake, but when they've got no carbs, then they do put themselves at risk of just not reaching um, nutritional recommendations. So a cabbage-only diet would be awful, taste awful and not enough nutrients. Also probably make you very gassy. That's a, that's a guess. I've never actually been on a cabbage-only diet. but That could help with running, though. If you're a little bit gassy, it could help propel you forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Does flatulence, you know, propel someone forward? Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. So, I mean, it can have pros and cons. It's a place for research maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've, we dove in and, like, Got the serious hard-hitting questions. Scotty started out with the donuts and then, you know, we're already talking about carbs, no carbs. It's pretty intense. I think it's a good opportunity for future. We, we would love if our listeners have any particular questions to be able to ask you, Kelly, if they could just um, drop us a line to parkrunadventurers at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message on our Facebook page and give us your questions for Kelly because we will have her back and then hopefully you'll be able to answer some of the burning questions that our listeners have got for you. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think that'd be really good just to, um, yeah, just to be able to help some more people and um, get the questions so that I can kind of get some answers ready to go for them and just try and help as many as possible. Kelly, thanks very much for joining us and thanks very much for agreeing to come back. Um, we, we sort of asked you before you actually did the interview, so <laughs> I like your trust. I know you know Mel, but um, first time meeting me. Uh, but hopefully I'll get to meet you on the weekend. Are you coming down to uh, Kiwana on Saturday? Yes, I will be. Will you be at Kiwana? I'm, I'm going to visit Kiwana this week, so we can all get together and you can critique my breakfast, my post-run park run breakfast. You'll, you'll have to bring a couple of donuts to share then. <laughs> Absolutely. But seriously, Kelly, thanks very much for joining <laughs> us on the Park Run Adventures, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks' time. Lovely. Thanks so much for having me, guys. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, another Parkrun day and this Parkrun day I am up at Toowoomba on the day that Scotty's in Brisbane, I'm sorry mate, um, but I came in search of cake up to the garden city of Toowoomba. Now for those of you who are not familiar with South East Queensland, Toowoomba is an hour and a half's drive west of Brisbane. Um, it's one of Queensland's largest regional cities and this weekend is not only Parkrun's anniversary but it's also the Carnival of Flowers which is a massive celebration in Toowoomba. Um, the town is known for beautiful floral arrangements and what's wonderful about the park run here in Toowoomba is we get to run around Queen's Park through a lot of beautiful gardens. So I've done that um, and I'm on the hunt for some cake and um, some interviews with some event directors. So I've tracked down Margaret, one of the event directors up here at Toowoomba. How are you going today, Margaret? Well, very good, thanks, Linda. Nice to have you at our fourth birthday today. And how's it gone today? It's been great. We're always down on our numbers in school holidays, but um, we're gathering new people every week, so it's just wonderful. Parkrun is very well recognised in Toowoomba. And there's quite a strong running community here anyway, and there has been for a number of years, I understand. Yes, there has, yeah. There's a lot and a lot of good runners in Toowoomba and a lot of people also that love running in Toowoomba. So it's a great sport. And how did you get involved in running and then in park run? Um, my dad was a little bit of a jogger, so I followed on through that. And then when I met Tressa Lindenberg, we got together and tried to get park run into Toowoomba and we were very successful after a period of time meeting with the uh, mayor and selling our case. And as you can see, it was well worth it. It certainly was. It's a fantastic community here. Everyone seems to be really... I was speaking to a lady who's handing out the cake and really she just comes now to volunteer because she just loves the community. So you've obviously done a great job of building that aspect of Parkrun up here, Margaret. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you can always have more volunteers. But um, we do fairly well with our volleys, yeah. But as you know, there's always the same people turning up every week. But I'm trying to um, branch out and get new people. Excellent. Um, well, thank you for having me here today. Well done on a fantastic event. And, um, yeah, special thanks for those that two uh, laps up Margaret Street Hill. Thank you, Linda. You're welcome to come back any time.
Now, I'm here with Paula. Now, Paula, you were one of the people who were recognised with an Anniversary Day Celebratory Award this morning. I was, Lyndall, very unexpected. Um, yes, apparently I have done the most park runs in Toowoom- at Toowoomba Park Run for the year, so that was, yeah, unexpected. But now that I think about it, well, there was, yeah, only one, one week when we went to Melbourne and I didn't park run that week, so, yeah. Well, that's real consistency. Well done, you. Thank you. I um, have a great group of friends who a few of them were already doing it and I started doing it um, because when I was doing organised runs or races, I'd get really nervous and I was thinking, well, maybe I should start doing something like this that maybe will help me just to be a bit more comfortable with um, yeah, starting a race. Um, and it's turned into a lot more than that with yeah, great friends every week. Um, sometimes trying for a PB, sometimes not feeling like it and just, just enjoying walking around or running around. Or, yeah, it's fantastic. That's excellent. And that's what keeps you coming back, I guess, is the friendship and the fun and yes. running. And- yes. Um, yeah, we um, there's about six or seven of us who will, well, lots of us head over for coffee, but um, a few of us have been away and we haven't all been together for a few weeks, so it's, yeah, we'll send messages on the Friday night and make sure everyone's up for coffee after our after our run, and sometimes when you're tired and after a big week, the, the coffee and the friends after it is, it is what actually makes you come, you end up enjoying park run at the same time but um yeah the the camaraderie and the support that and not just from our group of people from the whole Toowoomba Park Run um just the positivity and you know encouragement and fun you know everyone's we're always up for a dress up and celebrating all the amazing milestones and it's great to see families every week um yeah and just people yeah going for their PB and the pace runners are really good when we have them excellent and so have you entered any other serious events again and has it helped you calm your nerves? I think the only thing I've actually done <laughs> since, um, yeah, the only organised race was Peak to Park this year. Um, I didn't do Gold Coast um, this year, just a bit of, bit of injury and a few other things that I didn't end up doing it. But... Um, yeah, no, it's. I was. I did have a good sleep before Peaked Park, and I wasn't up all night worried about running. So um, maybe it has helped. I'm sure it's helped. <laughs> That's great. That's a great story. Thanks very much for sharing that Thank with you, us. Thank And I'll have go and have a selfie with my friends with um, my certificate. Have a big laugh over that. No, it's great. There's a lot of great people who um, they give up so much time to to make this happen every week. So. Yeah, it's fantastic that we have the support of a lot of great people in this in this little city. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks very much. Thanks, Linda. I found another award winner from this morning. It's Jess. G'day, Jess. Hello. How are you today? Good, thank you. Come on out. Now, tell me about your award. What did you Come get your time. award for? It says being awesome, but is there a particular type of awesome that you are? Um, well, it was um, for over the past few, four years I have... Um, gotten out and my dad was um, helped a lot and I helped him set up the track and chalk every morning. So lots of early Saturday mornings when all your friends are sleeping in and watching yeah. cartoons. Yeah, I wake up, I wake up, I used to wake up at about 5.30. Wow, that's early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well done you. Now, so you've been coming to Parkrun for four years. What do you like about Parkrun? I like that it's fun and you get to be active and you get to 
um, make lots of new friends. You certainly do. Well, thank you for talking to me today, Jess, and all the best and well done on your award today. Thank you. Okay, Scotty and Mel, well, that is looking like a wrap for me from Parkrun at Toowoomba. Um, an anniversary, I have caked, I have interviewed, I have run, and I've had a wonderful time here at Toowoomba in the City of Flowers. Uh, Till next time, guys, over and out. Thanks, Lyndall, for another awesome wrap-up of what's going on out and around the world. Roving report from Toowoomba. Love your work. Anniversaries sound like lots of fun. And we've got two more this week. We've got anniversaries at Moree in New South Wales and at Petrie in Queensland. Happy anniversary, Moree and Petrie. We've also got a couple of launches coming on. We've got Oki in Queensland. Not too many park runs beginning with O, I don't think. No, there's not. But there's plenty of park runs beginning with C. And we're adding another one with Carisbrook in South Australia. I'm sure the South Australian pirates will be keen on that one. Oki's a funny name. Have you ever been to Oki? Is it? I think so. I'm sure they get Okie Dokie a lot. <laughs> I, that That's the first time I've heard that, so... Oh, really? Obviously, I don't live there, so yes, it's... Uh, may, maybe they do get Okie Dokie a lot. <laughs> Okie Dokie. What are we doing with streaking this week? I'm still not running, Mel, as I mentioned in the intro. Still not running. Well, I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I even on the weekend, I was still only able to get out after dark at the end of the day, which you think I would be more organised, but I just can't manage it. I don't know how I can change up my day to. You know what? I think I need to take on this level up challenge and get one in before sunrise one day because that's the only way I'm possibly going to get a jump Hmm. on Streaky September for that particular day. Have you done your gym jams challenge? No, I haven't done that one yet either. In fact, I think, oh, the days days are numbered. I'm going to have to to write a whole list and get them happening. How about you? Have you done the gym jams or, um, well, you've done the freedom runs, but you mustn't have much left to to do in the bingo card. Well, no, I haven't done the ones we set last week, the getting up early, and I haven't done the gym jams, so I think I'm going to cheat and combine those two, and we've got to do it in the next couple of days. Oh, well, you might, um, (laughs) okay, yes, yes. That, that could be interesting, doing your gym jams for the sunrise or before sunrise one. Uh, what about barefoot? Yes, I did that. I did that on the beach. I went along to Main Beach and it wasn't a freedom run at Main Beach, but we went to the beach at Main Beach and did it with our shoes on because we were in the water. Oh. So it was more a stroll. Well done. It wasn't a. It wasn't even a run. It wasn't a walk. It was a stroll, but I'm counting it. You did the kilometers, didn't you? We certainly did. And it's on Strava. It totally counts. Well done. And well done to everyone else who has stuck with us. I think uh, we we mentioned last week that it's going to be an annual thing. And we've got uh, 11 months to prepare for the next round. What what do you think? What are your final thoughts on it, Scotty? Are you going to um, 
pursue streaking after September into October? Do you think you'll keep it going for as long as you can or are you just going to give yourself a little break and take the pressure off? Team Trickett is very keen to keep it going as long as they can, so we'll see. The actual the 2K walk component, I think we're going to try and keep streaking as long as we can, but it's going to be interesting come Sunday, October the 1st, how keen we really are. Now we've got the pressure of, of maintaining the streak for the whole of September, but as soon as it says October, I think things change. But we'll find out. <laughs> yes, you might, you might find your dedication wavering. And you? Um, I, I don't know. I certainly have been appreciating the fact that it's getting me out there more regularly, like literally every day. I, it's, it's been amazing for that aspect, but the pressure of it some days has been a bit much. And I am glad that we did it in streaky September, not streaky December or, you know, one of those months that are in the summer months because the spring weather has been warming up the last week or so. And it's, uh, I've been taking my dog some days and uh, the other day I practically had to drag the two of them home because <laughs> it was so hot. They, they weren't coping with the, the heat. And this, this was seven o'clock at night. So it's not like they had the sun bearing down on them, but it was still quite warm. So it's, um, yeah, I think not having the pressure of going every day will be nice, but I would certainly like to recommit to at least, you know, three or four times heading out every week. I think I might use that as my loose commitment. Yep. I like loose commitments too, so that's probably what I'm going to do as well. Now, we're going to be park running together this week, which is very exciting for you and I. Well, we'll be park running at the same event once more. You know, you go a lot faster than I do. Okay, it's another opportunity to run with uh, the showman. Perhaps is he going to come down? He will be there for sure. I, I will be very interested to see what you think Think of my home park run. I'm a little bit nervous now because I guess, you know, a year and a half of podcasting and you've heard a lot about it and probably it's been built up a lot more than Westerfolds was built up for me by the time I got there. So now, now I'm a bit nervous. What if you hate it? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awkward? Yeah. It's it's like when somebody has a baby and you think, oh, isn't that ugly? But you can't tell them it's ugly. You know, if we were ever allowed to give our top three, um, do you think uh, do you think Kiwana would crack it for me? Because it's not my home event. Oh, no, I, I don't want to say. No, I, no, it's, I, I, w- I won't, I won't make that assertion because you like different things in, in events and, you know. I don't want you to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, we ask... I'll be for... disappointed if you're disappointed. I won't be disappointed. I can guarantee that. But, you know, we ask people for their top threes. But I even got a sense visiting Sandgate on the weekend that I loved it. It would be a great uh, event to go to every week. But I only experienced it for the first time as a visitor. The true, the true park run event, character of an event, comes out after a few months. So it's a pointless exercise asking people for a top three. Just realised. Really? You're just... (laughs) All the guests that we've had, and you've always asked them what their top three are, but different people have different 
reasons for what their top three are. You know, some people have cited something as a sentimental reason. Others have cited it as, well, that's where I always run when I'm with my family. So that makes it special for me. It's not necessarily the course or the event as such, but, you know, different people have different reasons for putting things in a top three. And, and some might rate things purely on a spectacular view level kind of thing. So I, I think it's still a valid question. Actually, yeah, I take it all back. It's a very valid question because sometimes people have said events in their top three that I've run at and I've gone, oh, geez, that's surprising. And then I've heard other people say events that I really love. They just go, oh, yeah. don't really see that. I mean, people hate Westerfolds, for example. I know people have actually told me that um, they don't enjoy coming to Westerfolds and it's purely for the hills. So, no, it's, it's a great question, the top three. I'm going to continue asking it. <laughs> it's great. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad you've come to that conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're rambling. I'm rambling now, Mel. So it's time to wrap up episode 83. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing you on the weekend for Park Run Day, Scotty. Mm-hmm.